TV shows about cops seem to always have the same overarching plotline. Cops catch the bad guy, bad guy goes to jail, cops are the good guy, next episode. But in 2002, HBO released The Wire, which flipped this entire dynamic on its head. most popular forms of media are movies. They make us laugh, cry, and believe in them. On February 8, 1915, a movie premiered that many Americans would believe in, The Birth of a Nation by D.W. Griffith. It was an immense success, grossing anywhere from $50 million to $100 million, but in 2019 dollars, $1.2 billion to $2.4 billion. It was not only popular with the average United States citizen, it was also popular with the president himself, Woodrow Wilson. He gave screenings of it in the White House and gave it rave reviews, saying it was like writing history with lightning. The American people truly believed in this movie. The only problem with it was that it was horribly inaccurate. Black soldiers pushed white Southerners off sidewalks and are abusive towards faithful Negroes before the days of slavery. The laws are passed permitting blacks but not whites to vote, and black legislators pass bills to approve interracial marriages as they drunkenly gnaw on chicken legs. They leer at white women and stalk them through the woods to assault and rape them. The birth of a nation was not the beginning of these mischaracterizations. Minstrel shows that were prevalent in the 19th century also depicted African Americans as rude and foolish people that were inferior to white Americans. The characterization of the African American existed before they obtained the opportunity to create their own. The character of the African American as criminals portrayed in minstrel shows led to real world consequences. According to the 2005 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, 65% of those reporting use of crack in the past month were white, Hispanic, and Latino. Yet in 2005, 82.3% of crack cocaine defendants were African Americans. As a result of this negative representation in media, we see that African Americans have been disproportionately targeted by law enforcement. This targeting has dismantled many African American communities and created spaces for corruption and deviancy to lay their ugly heads. Due to this targeting, many African American households lost a source of income and plunged into poverty. Poverty and crime have a strong correlation. Living in poverty often raises your chance of committing or being a victim of crime. People in people and families of the least wealthy fifth of society are 13 times more likely to commit a violent crime than kids in the wealthiest fifth of society. So many Americans turn to a life of crime to make a living. As a result, the conflict between African Americans and law enforcement grew. The percentage of African Americans that have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in the police is 30% as of 2017, down from an already low 35% in 2014. Now that we understand how the media has portrayed African Americans, and how the government has systematically oppressed African American communities, we can analyze how The Wire displays the dynamic between law enforcement and criminals to the viewer. Law enforcement on The Wire are not new to bending the rules. Officers and detectives often cash in on favors between each other, and lieutenants often cover for each other's shortcomings. An example of this would be Detective Presbaluski. While Presbaluski was on duty, he bashed a kid named Kevin Johnson in the face with the hilt of his gun because Johnson leaned on his car 
smirked at the officer. When Lieutenant Daniels becomes aware of the incident, he instructs Detective Presbolewski on how to cover up the brutality in a falsified police report. The show does not sweep these actions under the rug for the audience. It gives them cases of open corruption. It makes it a part of who the character is. Police are not presented as heroes. They do not always save the day. There is always another side to the story, the side of the criminals. Wallace is introduced in season one, episode one, as a local drug dealing kid in the hood. But as the series goes on, Wallace shows flashes that he is smarter than his teenage drug counterparts. The Wire describes an instance when he correctly identifies who was on the $10 bill, Alexander Hamilton, and that he was in fact never a president, much to the objection of his drug dealing counterpart, Malik Poot Carter. Later in season one, we discover that Wallace dropped out of school, but this is because he houses and feeds seven children that need to squat in an abandoned apartment to have a place to sleep. He does whatever he can to provide for the kids, ensures that they attend school regularly and that they never leave without a lunch, of which he packs himself. So although Wallace is a drug dealer, technically a criminal, the audience can identify with the sacrifice he makes for his family every single day and recognize that they would do the same for their family given the circumstances. As a result of his gang involvement, he is unfortunately shot and killed due to him giving information to the police. That moment forever connected the audience to Wallace. Not Wallace the drug dealer or Wallace the high school dropout, but Wallace the caregiver, Wallace the human. That is the importance of spending time with criminals in the show. Viewer not only cares for them, they understand their motivations for their actions. The audience understands them as human beings, instead of understanding that they are criminals. In a scene titled The Balcony Scene, drug dealing kingpins Avon Barksdale and Stringer Bell reminisce on their youth and their struggle to become as successful as they are. From when they were just kids with nothing but their bodies and spirits by outrunning the security guards every day for sport, to now they stand conversing while backlit by the twinkling lights of Baltimore's World Trade Center, corporate skyscrapers, luxury hotels, and bobbing gin places. This scene invokes the image of rags to riches story and the idea of the American dream. Even if the viewer is not a drug dealer, audiences can relate to coming from a juvenile past and growing into a successful adult that they dreamed of being when they were younger. It makes the audience identify with drug dealers, find things in common which brings the audience closer to the characters. In addition to introducing relatable criminals, the show also gives us diverse criminals. Season two largely deals with the European human and drug trafficking of the Greeks. The Greeks are a white European mafia and are an extremely large part of the inner city drug trade. The Greeks are based in Baltimore and their existence indicates to the audience that it isn't only African Americans and minorities creating and distributing drugs, some of the largest distributors are European. In season two, episode one, titled Ebb Tide, the dock workers discover a container with 23 dead women that were meant to be shipped for sex trafficking. Now the audience understands how large the Greeks are as a criminal organization. The show challenges your view of not only what a criminal is, but also how a criminal is supposed to look. In summary, The Wire was a groundbreaking show because it made us think critically about the dynamics of crime and the drug trade. Our understanding of who a criminal was came from a background of extremely racist stereotypes that led to life-changing consequences and countrywide misunderstandings about a race. Our understanding of police officers is shaped by not only the idea that the police are always right, but also television shows such as Cops, Law & Order, and Hill Street Blues 
that always depicted the police as the heroes and the good guy. The Wire takes its good guy versus bad guy dynamic and successfully flips it on its head. It forced viewers to think about the characters and their actions, not just the title of officer or criminal that they were given. It opened the audience's eyes to a different interpretation of long-standing institutions and how they are upheld. It also shifted the audience's perspective on what criminals could be and what they look like. These challenges of the stereotypes culminated in an innovative show that not only left an impact on the audience's brains, but also their hearts.